Hey everybody, Cameron Jones here from Cold Classics Podcast. I uh, just want to touch base with you quick before the episode started. Uh, one, we would like to dedicate this episode to Sean Connery. Um, we recorded this episode a few months ago before our Halloween season, uh, so we're never going to mention his passing in this episode, uh, but that, that's just because it was a while back, so we didn't know. Uh, so if you are wondering why it's going on, that is why. We actually have this one next in the pipeline anyway after Halloween, so uh, in honor of Sean Connery, here is our episode of The Untouchables. And now, your feature presentation. presentation. Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. I want to be the one who says, hey, 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 everybody. Hey, 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 everybody. Uh... Cult Classics Podcast. I'm going to say you have to get your own catchphrase. I will say that. I'm going to maybe say you're more... You can't just take that from Fat Albert. Can you? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Isn't there? No, I feel like you're doing. I feel like you're doing crusty. Hey, 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 hey. yeah, you're kind of doing crusty. I'm doing Cameron Jones. I'm doing Chardonnay Jones. Uh, and hey, hey, welcome hey. back, everybody. This is the Cold Classic Podcast. Cameron Jones here, as always, with Mark Nussel, Jordan Jones. I'll be here till the day I die. Uh, we're dipping back into the Kevin Costner world again. Uh, you may have remembered us doing him in Field of Dreams. Go back and listen to Field of Dreams. We're doing the 1987 The Untouchables. We're doing The Untouchables. Uh, Untouchables. It's a gangster movie. It's uh, directed by Brian De Palma. He gave a Scarface. He, he, we have Robert De Niro. We have a lot of people who are in the mobster movie films in this film. Starring Kevin Costner as Elliot Ness in his pursuit uh, bringing down Al Capone and his uh, his bad, bad friends. Robert De Niro as Al Capone. Sir Sean Connery as Jim Malone. Uh, There's going to be a lot of fine-looking suits, a lot of cool classic cars, a lot of uh, Chicago right outside of the courthouse. It's got mobsters. It's got Al Capone. It's got Elliot Ness. It's got an all-star cast. It fucking rocks. It's got... Five awesome scenes, and then it ends. It has the longest death scene in cinematic history. I don't know that to be true, but it's pretty long. It has, out of all the movies I've seen in my life, the most use of an Italian racial slur. True. 1930, prohibitionists transform Chicago into a city at war. Rival gangs compete for control of the city's billion-dollar empire of legal alcohol, enforcing their will with the hand grenade and Tommy gun. It is the time of the gang lords. It is the time of Al Capone. Likes and favorite aspects. Likes and favorite aspects. Uh, we are in the Chicago theme still. Last week we did High Fidelity. We're going to maybe stick with that theme for a second. Uh, this one has a lot less of just like visual Chicago staples, obviously because it's a period piece, but you still get the courthouse. You still kind of get like a downtown area full of old-timey cars. So that's fun. I can tell that they're shooting downtown, though. That, see, that, that location, as I mean, we talked about this earlier, has had to been used in it, mo- like just multiple, multiple movies. I feel like just off my head... And they use it in dark. It's right there. Batman. I'm literally looking yeah, at a movie Knight. poster that has the same setup. I mean, it's setup. just Public such a, enemies. It's, it's visually cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to shoot downtown, it's what, the financial building? Is that what it's called? It's like, it's like the courthouse right there. And then, the yeah, the, I think it's financial building. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that scene right there is just a cool place. Union Station. Oh, true. We took uh, some some band promo shots on those, on those stairs. Uh, favorite aspect is just like Sean Connery and Kevin Costner. So I thought about this. Um, I don't think I am unapologetically. I like Kevin Costner movies. Come at me. 
I, I just do. I'm a fan of him. Is he the best actor in the world? No. Nah. Is he a movie star? I think so. Was. Or was, you know. But uh, the chemistry between them, I, I think they do have chemistry. Uh, we watched some special features, and they did have chemistry, Jordan. Let uh, me tell you. Now we're talking. And then I'm just uh, Sean Connery. This is He killed it in this movie. In the mafia slash mobster genre of gangster movies, hardly ever do you, Most of them are told from... The mobster, the mobster point, point of, view. of view. I was thinking about that. This yeah. is one of few that's actually told from Law and Order. That's true. I I could only think of one, and it's a modern day one that's that's told from Law and Order. It's Sicario from a few years ago with Benicio del Toro. Oh yeah, you know a modern day gangster movie against the drug cartel. But never saw the sequel, but I heard it was just as good. I Don't like those movies one. make you almost uh, the movies told from the gangster point of view? It makes you kind of root for them more, right? Yeah. Here's what's weird. <clears throat> Even though they're obviously bad people, and they're bad people. Killers. And they're murderers and they're ruthless, but there's this Robin Hood quality and this we're living free on our own terms. But then when you flip it and tell from Law and Order, it's like, oh, these are bad people. They're just ruining everything. But this is out of, I wouldn't say this is the Mount Rushmore of gangster mob movies, although I really like it. It's almost a second tier one, but it's out of the, the handful, like the 50 greatest mob movies of all time. One of the few told from Law and yeah, Order's point of view. There aren't many. Uh, favorite aspect, just honestly, God, I do like an old timey suit. I just like when people are sharp dressed. That and a Tommy gun just looks so cool. But well, like, Tommy gun's fun. you can get like a like like '60s mobster, but like a 1930s mobster with like a long trench coat yeah, and like the, fedora, yeah. the baggy suits. Even though it looks, stupid, I'd say but it's like, the difference between a mobster movie is like the Al Capone era, 20s and 30s, yep. and then the 50s and 60s is mafia movies. Right, that's kind of the transition. And the mobster look is just as you know, it's good. Yeah, it's classic, it's classy. In fact. There's so many movies that have the look, like Public Enemies. I'm looking at the posters here. Not a great movie. Great movie poster. Our house looks, is a- looks like set design is one aspect you got to nail, which is which is movie did. But a lot of mobster movies, and especially modern day ones, dry, real boring. The script just isn't there. Yeah, it, it's sad. It's like people still do try to make these movies. Um, Motherless Brooklyn just came out. That's a '50s one with Ed Norton. I think like three years ago or four years ago. Okay. Um, is American gangs, uh, Gangster that's like that's like mid 2000s though um, yeah that's mid 2000s that one's probably set in the 70s but I think American Gangster if I put overlooked ones that would be on there starring Denzel Washington co-starring Kurt Russell it's gotta be in New York or Chicago <clears throat> there's film noir movies that are set in LA but it doesn't have the same feel it's got more than 1950s you need skyscrapers you need the downtown kind of feel yeah not to uh, say that there aren't good film noir mafia movies or mobster movies but it's just it's a little different um, Sean Connery, I just got to reiterate, just fucking love it. He's smooth. He's Bond. Yeah, but it's it's not just that he's smooth in his Bond. He's uh, y- y- believable as the street smarts guy. Yeah. And he kills it. It made recasting hard, although I do have some people that I think would work. Why are you throwing that garbage into the Chicago River? <laughs> I, I got the vibe during that scene. He wasn't on duty. <laughs> Did you get the vibe? That's how you act before. And again, oh, sorry. I, just before I am about to say my next statement, police brutality is bad. And we'll discuss that in this movie. And it's <laughs> aged oh, kind of weird in the time we are. But that's the stance you have before you billy club the shit out of someone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, overall, I would say we, we all enjoy this movie. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, we wouldn't have done it. Oh. Let's go on to uh, Cast and Group. Uh, this movie is directed by Brian De Palma. Uh, he also directed Mission Impossible, uh, Scarface, another notable Al Capone. 
Uh, Carrie, Dress Carrie, to Kill, yeah. uh, Femme Fatale, Mission to Mars. Yeah, he's got a good cue. Yep. Uh, we have Kevin Costner as Elliot Ness. Kevin Costner, we already said, Feel the Dreams, go back and listen to that. JFK is probably one of my favorite roles of his, though. One of the most underrated actors of his time, <laughs> Dances with Wolves. I figured that was coming from you. We have Sean Connery as Jim Malone. Uh, I'm throwing out cop. Indiana Jones slash Crusade. I think that's my favorite. I mean, obviously, you guys know him from James Bond, but... Charles Martin Smith as Oscar Wallace. No idea who he is. I know he's in American Graffiti because I looked yeah, at I IMDb. I looked him up. I didn't, I didn't recognize a lot of, uh, a lot of his work. He was Sorry, in a bunch guys. of stuff that I didn't know him from. Andy Garcia as George Stone, the uh, Police Academy sure shot. I mean, obviously, Ocean's Eleven's my favorite, probably. It was funny. I, I was watching. I was going to recast the Ocean's Eleven dude for <laughs> that guy. And I'm like, fuck, that's Andy Garcia. I've, Mark, done, that, I've done that like twice. Mark said that to me, and I was like, oh, shit, that was going to be my recasting. I'm like, well, damn. Uh, Robert De Niro as Al Capone. I mean, we probably obviously don't have to touch you on know that. Robert De Niro. I mean, Taxi Driver first movie, Goodfellas, blah, blah, blah. Bad Bunch. Grandpa. He does a lot of uh, the, uh, the intern. He does a lot of these kind of kind of gangster movies. The uh, the Irishman. It's yeah. it's his, it's his uh, niche. He's, Goodfellas he, Casino, and a lot of the mobsters. I mean, I, I may just stop it there. A lot of the mobsters I didn't know. Um, yeah, that's I pretty much the, big, the only one I would also maybe say is Patricia Clarkson. They don't even have to give her a name, but she's Mrs. Ness. She's the wife. But I mean, you know her from like Green Mile, and she's the wife in Miracle. I mean, she's no. Wait, who's she in Green uh, Green Mile? She's the wife that she's has cancer of the, the warden or the, oh, wow. the brain tumor. I saw you. But like like the coffee, dream. but not spelled the same. Yeah, well, I swallowed your cancer. I'm going to be in the back of the truck <laughs> for a while. <laughs> That's what that is. Uh, she's in a movie called Easy A. Oh, yeah, I had her down for she's that, too. Mom that. Uh, with Emma Stone. Yeah. She plays the mom. She's always just the mom or the she's wife in a lot of the wife. things. It's but usually she's likable uh, in it. Yeah, it's true. There are, there are more, uh, obviously, gangsters, but that kind of... Do you have anyone else that kind of is the main cast and crew? Nah, that works. Uh, the writer is David Mamet. He's a well-respected playwright and did a lot of movies. Check him out. Uh, let's move on to Unverified. 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 Uh, interesting with this week, uh, because this is just like a source material, it's a true story, and then there's also just like the book. Uh, there's a lot of just true facts about Al Capone crime, and there's like movie ones, so you'll, you're going to get probably a little bit of everybody. Uh, just number one, though, this is included, or this was included, among uh, America Film Institute's uh, top 100 greatest movies of all time. AFI top 100? Well, I'll have to double check that. We might want to check that fact. Snuck in, if so. Um, so the scene um, in the on the steps. Oh, Union Station, where we took yeah, our the Union promo Station. shots. Um, that is an homage to one of the most iconic scenes in film history from the Annie? movie. Annie? <laughs> Does Annie have a stare scene? I don't know. I'm just thinking of like fucking uh, if Family I, Guy. I like how you're like one of the, the most classic movies of all time. Don't they, there's, Annie, right? There's got to be a Annie. fucking stare scene in Annie. Um, if, if it wasn't Annie, I assume that it's just somebody going to work and kicking an orphan down the stairs. <laughs> Get out you fucking ginger. Um, no, the movie, well, without going into uh, extreme detail, the movie's called Battleship Potemkin. From 1925, directed by Sergi Einstein. People credit him as the creator of montage and cinema, meaning editing to compress time, um, specifically in the Odessa step sequence. Um, it's a. I mean, come on. There's this whole dance sequence on, <laughs> on Annie. 
Oh, on the stairs. This you is guys haven't seen Annie. This is ruining the most research I've ever done for this. <laughs> is it Annie? Um, I had to interject there. I had to. Check out Annie and Battleship Potemkin from 1925. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Go on. No, it's in there. I've done the most research of my life for this podcast. No, seriously, though, check it out. Uh, they created a modern day editing, and uh, this movie paid homage to it. Pretty nice. much direct with the carriage going down the steps. Nice. Uh, in real life, Al Capone had a no-hit no order on any of the agents after them because he knew that uh, like a, if he killed a federal agent, it would just have so much more heat on him. So the untouchables literally were untouchable. Do not touch them. Didn't come across the Sean Connery scene. Going back to... They didn't touch them. The bullets did. <laughs> That's true. Robert De Niro tracked down Al Capone's original tailors and had them make uh, identical clothing for the movie. There's a bunch of facts in this movie that they try trace Which down the like, original Which cannot be right because Robert De Niro is like a 34 waist and Al Capone's <laughs> like a 42. Al Capone was chunky, and that will go into my recasting, and I regret using the word chunky. Way chunkier than... Yeah. <laughs> if we're going to stay with chunky, way chunkier than Robert De Niro was yeah. in the film. Yeah, my recasting is not a Robert De Niro lookalike. It's, it's an Al Capone lookalike. I there, went I more that route. I'm trying to search for it. There's some unver- unverified... Uh, yes, it's right here. Didn't have much time. Robert De Niro did not have much time to gain the extra weight needed for his role. Uh, so he had to wear pads and pillows and other things to get the desired effect of alcohol. You can't really tell in this, though. I mean, it's not too obvious. I on think the, it's a little obvious. On okay, the never other mind. end of the spectrum of this is Robert De Niro insisted on wearing the same style of silk underwear that Al Capone wore. It's just, he's a method actor, so it's just one of those things like no one really yeah, is going to care. Yeah, method actor see. means like you're going to put on that weight, but he's insisted yeah, on the yeah. silk panties. Also, it's like this. You ever ask yourself... Is it better to be my stature in society now or rich in the twenties? Maybe it's better now because those silk underwear is gonna it's gonna be swampy in there. I'm gonna be chafing. Uh, so the original script, and I think the Elliot Ness book, but I don't think that's true. Uh, so the original script had a gunfight on the moving train at Union Station, uh, but they pitched it to uh, Paramount, and they're like, "We can't afford that." But they actually ended up using that uh, later in... I had it somewhere. I forget where, but he actually ended up still using a train gunfight scene that he wanted to do in like a follow-up movie. But out of the budget, so uh, instead we just had the uh, shootout in Union Station. Uh, fun fact, in real life, Elliot Ness and Al Capone never met face-to-face. They did not actually meet up in the courtroom either. They, so he definitely didn't also threaten him in the hotel room. I would there's, also, a, there's a lot of fabrications, and I wonder how much of that is from the book, but I'll get to that in another I'll say category. Uh, Albert H., of- Kind of working off that, Albert H. Wolf, the last survivor of the real-life Untouchables, uh, was a consultant on this movie and helped Kevin Costner with his portrayal of Elliot Ness. Uh, much like the, not the replacements, much like the, remember the Titans, we have a little bit of a marriage uh, fabrication here. Uh, Elliot Ness was actually married three times. Uh, during the Al Capone uh, moment, he was married. He didn't have any kids at the time, any uh, any kids of his own, but they did adopt a son. He was married three times, and I imagine it was the toughness of being on the, you know, being a police officer, being on the beat. I think it's because it was a buzzkill. Even though he was Treasury Department. Uh, fun Sean Connery one for you. So Sean Connery uh, turned up to do a shoot, but he showed up in golf clothes because it was just a close shot, like head up. And then he had another shot later that day, but he went out golfing and then came back again just to do one line. It was like the head shot again. And then uh, uh, some of the other actors like tried to catch up to him, like, oh, you're, you're pretty clever here. And Sean Connery said, this is not my first barbecue. <laughs> It's like that he planned out a whole golf day just to do like one he line of a two close barbecues up. That he day. meant rodeo. <laughs> yeah, he, he meant, meant rodeo. rodeo. But, they but don't he, have rodeo. But he has never been. To, well, he's never been to a rodeo. He was just being factual. That's true. Uh, any police officer or federal agent seen drinking in the movie is killed. 
I never really see them drinking that too much. I mean, you don't see that many drinking. Sean Connery takes a swig. Funny he enough, does take a swig. Uh, so oh, does the Untouchables uh, ones do. Wallace takes a swig. Out yeah, of, like, actually, the barrel that's like leaking. Yeah, I actually can't really think of any uh, gangsters <laughs> drinking uh, drinking any alcohol. Well, at the dinner scene, I don't know if that guy that gets his head <laughs> beat in with a baseball. They're all having cigars. It's true. Uh, the personal barbershop that uh, Capone has at the beginning of the movie, I guess a lot of those like little trinkets and knickknacks are actually uh, Al Capone's little cologne bottles and scissors or whatever. Yeah, I was reading there's a lot of that, just like personal Al Capone's like things that got put in. He didn't the movie. have to do that. Probably cost you way more money than you needed. And but. even just like the the, the tailors like do that did cool, his though. suits like ha- coming in like that's kind of sweet. Oh, speaking of the tailors. At the very beginning of the movie, it says wardrobe by Giorgio Armani. Oh, yeah. Armani does the wardrobe for this. Isn't that crazy? Pretty cool. Crisp. Pretty Isn't that crisp. weird? You don't get that a lot where you get like a high fashion person like kind of just doing a movie. Yeah, like that like, like a- says it right at the beginning of the film. Yeah, you, you, you really don't get a credit of a fashion person like a main credit. So that's kind of crazy, too. Well, how often do high end designers Yeah, exactly. Do the worst Prada? Design? I don't know. Uh, you guys want to hear a <laughs> The tar- devil didn't wear Prada. <laughs> Prada didn't. The you devil guys- wore Jinko. <laughs> You guys want to hear a terrible movie? That's a movie? movie I'd see. That's made for TV. <laughs> the Devil Wears Jinko. You're goddamn right I do. It's hot as hell down here and I need Why do you think I keep my flames? Sack. Why do you think I stitch flames in the legs? Uh, you guys want to hear a terrible idea that never got made? Yeah. Uh, so Brian De Palma was going to do a a prequel to this called The Untouchable, Capone Rising. And it was going to star Nicolas Cage as Al Capone. At the time, Italian, that but... wouldn't have been bad. <laughs> I don't know. He looks well. One again, he looks nothing. No, he like doesn't Capone, look but... like it. But he would have been young Capone, right? Mm-hmm. It's weird. There's been there's been movies throughout the time that have depicted Capone, Capone, and they haven't worked yet. Nope. Just the Al Capone. Uh, there is a uh, maybe it's already out. A Tom Hardy. Yeah, movie which I haven't Capone. seen, but I've heard it's not the best. And I don't know why. It seems At least like, they, it looks like they nailed like they nailed the makeup though. Like they they did some prosthetic like. Stuff he does. Going he on does. There. Yeah, he doesn't look like Tom Hardy in it, from what I've seen. Yeah, he looks like a pawn. I mean, and a lot of people can get again, you know, the costume design, but you got you still need a script. You need the story. That's the problem. Everyone, it's, it's not. Well, it is hard to do a period piece, but a lot of people do the look right. It's just they don't tell it right. Uh, the last one I have, this is kind of interesting. So the early screeners for this movie, uh, the the score wasn't ready yet. So what they actually did is they used the score for The Mission in, from 1986 as just like a filler. For- Which people love. They consider that one of the best scores of all time. The score is... I don't know. I don't know. Score kind of sucks in my opinion. Yeah, I kind of get that. It's yeah. not. It's not anything uh, amazing. So honestly, it might might have helped just the initial teasers and trailers of a test audience just having a great score behind it that didn't get put in the original film. I can't the remember the score e- either way. I guess all that much. It, it feels it very eighties. It just doesn't stand out. Yeah, there's nothing oh, special. There, uh, just the last one I have. There was something um, mentioned in the special features we were watching. Uh, wasn't it like just them shooting downtown? There was so. So many lights from like the buildings. Oh yeah, this was that interesting. That um, they had like an order at the time that they were filming to like shut off all these lights in these businesses. But like every once in a while, like a janitor would fuck up and be like, "Just I need to clean this floor." And there'd be like a, a just a like floor forty seven of lights would just come on. Uh, Luckily, it, it didn't ruin any takes. But it's it's specifically in the scene where Kevin Costner's downtown on the bridge and uh, just all those modern buildings like lit up at night. It's clearly you know. Not the period piece. So they just, in order to take him out of the shot, they just had to have him pitch black so that they just faded into the background. That's kind of pretty cool. Again, there were actually a lot on this one. So if you guys find any, if anyone finds anything good on this, please write in on our movie posters, social media. Uh, let us know just some fun Al Capone facts or something. I don't know. Gangster stuff's fun. Should we move on to questions? 
comments, animosities. Questions, comments, animosity. Uh, quick comment, just questions, comments, animosities made me think of just talking about gangster movie, living in a gangster's paradise by Weird Al Yankovic. I, uh, just gangsters that's just right off the dome. Anywho. Uh, I have an animosity, also something kind of not related. Uh, Gangster Squad sucked. It was a bad movie. Oh, yeah. So that's an example of looked good. They had great set design. They had a great cast. It was a great cast, and then it just wasn't a good movie at all. I'll make a quick list. Sean Penn fucking... Uh, I'm not even going to get at this. It's it's a really bad movie. I was really excited for it, and it just really let me down. Uh, I got a just question. So he wants Unmarried Men. I get Who it. Who does? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner wants unmarried men for his unit. He doesn't want a tragedy. If you die, you don't have a family kind of thing. Right. I'm going to counter, though. Maybe like maybe get some married men. Like, oh, I've lived a life. I have a good life. I have a family. Instead of getting some single new guys that like, oh, I never lived. I think he got the vibe that lots of good people were going to die. Only three. Or wait, only two. Yeah, only one of them was good. <laughs> Sean Connery. Sh- oh, I was going to say. Oh, sorry, Malone. Um, I have something real nitpicky, and I'm sorry. And I don't even almost want to bring it up because I wouldn't want this brought up about me. But Stone played um, Stone played by Andy Garcia. When he's like in the police academy training and he's wearing the sweats, there is an alarming amount of neck back hair creeping out of that thing, like working its way into his hair. Yeah, I, I noticed it. Yeah. Um, more alarming in that scene where they decide to pick between Andy Garcia and some other cadet. Mm-hmm. Quick to draw the gun, gun and, and threatens uh, Malone's life. Yeah, I got a comment for you. The rest of his police career wasn't that good. He 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 was a dirty cop. After He's that. definitely a Chicago cop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I did I did watching this movie. Very gratuitous violence, which I like in these movie. type of movies. But then in the the time in in the climate where now we're like, oh, that's a lot of. Br- police brutality going on I'm yeah like, it's a little weird now obviously it it's did age look weird, weird that at the time you're rooting for kevin costner's to break the rules because we got to take down the bad guys but now it seems like uh oh, bad cop work yeah maybe yeah just yeah which i never thought before watching this or before re- watching it for this this go around well even like like a funny funny thing kind of on that like just a hypocrisy like it starts off with them in a in a snowplow, like ramming through like a building. Let's do some good. Yeah, he goes, Let's do some good here, gents. And then they come in fully armed. <laughs> Did you guys feel this way about Elliot Ness's character and Kevin Costner's portray? He's supposed to be a little annoying to the other cops at the beginning, right? I did find it hard to root for Elliot Ness. Kind of being a buzzkill. That, that I was going to say that like, even though our hero's kind of an annoying dick, he's just ruining everyone's good time. Now, great. you guys are sipping. <laughs> Okay, granted, Let's probably knock that shit off, huh? <laughs> okay, granted, Al Capone, you know, it's bad people. They're killing people, but like... Ugh. Well, that, that's what makes them annoying. And then it, hypocritical at the end, just like, oh, let's have a drink or whatever. Yeah, it makes them even lamer. It's, it's like, like those people that are just like, all, anyone who upholds the law when you know it's like maybe unjust is such a... Like, oh, it, this is weed. This is a weed nowadays, Nobody likes a lame yeah. Boy Scout. Bringing down bad people, evil, sure. But have a sip of whiskey and don't be a dick. You're just making enemies, you know what I mean? Obviously, everybody around him drink. Why, why be such a buzzkill? And that's I, why Sean Connery's the bomb in this, because, you know, he's having a sip or two. He is. He's looking around. And really, you would think that all that alcohol in his blood would thin it out and make him die quicker, but not. Also, maybe just take a look at the uh, the bribe envelope. I mean, who knows how much money's in there? Oh, why wouldn't... They, okay, he's bribing them in, like, the police office. Why wouldn't they, like, you're under arrest? Why wouldn't they... They just throw him out, like, get out here, you knucklehead. Like, these, that's a crime. The, the whole... I mean, the whole police... Uh, it's just all corrupt. corrupt. 
Yeah, but I mean that they're that's their unit. They're there to they're there to dock some skulls and break it all up and like they yeah, committed that a crime. But the other like adjacent, I mean they're all. I did like the confidence of the guy bribing Elliot Ness. Is like business as usual. You're gonna like this. You're gonna like this bribe, Mister Ness. Uh, I read some. <laughs> this is like an unverified leak, but or um, a trickle down. But I read that the bribe that Al Capone would give, he's he would promise people. Two one thousand dollar bills. They may have had one thousand dollars. Well, I think there wasn't a thousand dollar bill, so I think he literally was given like instead of a wad of cash, it would just be like, "Here's your two bills." That's also like, where the fuck am I going to use this? And I think the I read the equivalent of like that was like thirty thousand today. The only place you could probably exchange that was at a Capone thing. It's like uh, it's pretty bad. (laughs) Going to take a lot off the top of those two thousand dollar bills. He only had two thousand dollar bills. They got recirculated. Okay, I got a question for you guys. And I, I obviously know, like, you, growing up in a life of crime, maybe neighborhood, it's like you get into these situations. But, like, how, how could you ever comfortably work for an organization where you're having a fun dinner? And then, like, let's say me and Mark are sitting here, and then Mark's head got beaten in with a baseball bat. Like, I would, always, I would always be on edge. I would never be able to work in any, I don't know, murder organization. I think the answer is money. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I like, just, like talking right. to your guy, like the guy next to you, like, oh, how's your sea bass? And then yeah. just, well, it's more not even. It's after his head gets bashed in. That dinner's not over. I was about to say, question: Do you guys finish your meal? Yeah. What happened next? Is everyone? Uh, uh, check, check, uh, you check, may not please. if you're check, to the please. right and the left of him. Oh, it's in my soup. Uh, his brain is bummer. in my soup. I did, did one of one of the things that stood out to me a little nitpicky thing. Um, do you think Al Capone was given as many press conferences as this movie depicted at the stairs of his luxury know. hotel? Why would he be giving so many press conferences? I mean, narcissistic. I mean, he's because he's the leader of a huge. I mean, I don't know if that's accurate, but I mean, I, I believe it. It's believable to me. It, I don't caught, know. it caught me as off. Didn't he seem like dangerous and ungettable? He yeah. seemed very public. Seemed untouchable. More untouchable. Well, and vice versa. But he seemed more. There's that. There's so easy public access to him. Yeah, he. Well, seemed, it's, it's not like he was ever in hiding. It's just that his. I mean, he, he couldn't get pinned on a crime kind of thing. So he was just living luxurious and both. I mean, it's like a serial killer being like, "You can't catch me." Copy. I guess uh, I like, never well, pictured him lot, as yeah. such a public figure. Figure though, and I don't think. He I was. mean, yeah. I mean, the, well, no, I think that's accurate. I mean, he had his own suite at that hotel. Like we were watching like some of the uh, commentary, but like his goons would always be in the lobby, like playing games. It was like there would be ladies up and down. It seems like that's actually pretty accurate description of what his area was like and i think we saw that that's now roosevelt university or something it's a it's a college downtown now yeah, it's roosevelt university that hotel lexington Got hotel. okay i was gonna say i'm like i don't know which one it is um just the way to start the movie i i did not remember this uh, before reviewing it mm-hmm. um the briefcase that explodes and kills a kid i'm like whoa that's way more intense than i thought it was oh yeah that, i remember that for sure i forgot that completely i'm like oh we're, we're in it this movie's, I don't remember it being overly violent. It, lots of, it's really violent. It's pretty violent. It's a I, have a, violent I have a reimagining movie. for you. Well, not a reimagining, but they were originally going to do this. What do you think of this? So, you know how the movie kind of starts with uh, Robert De Niro just getting the shave and the reporters around him? Mm-hmm. The movie was also going to end like that, but it was going to be a close-up of Robert De Niro shaving his own face. And it was going to zoom out, and he's actually in prison, but the reporters, but he's still, like, holding court and, like, hey, everybody, and, like, like kind of just talking. I don't know. I kind of like that imagery. Of it would have like kind of started with the shaving, ending with the shaving. If there is one it, nitpicky it, it, thing, well, it's supposed to be essentially his cadence is the same. He hasn't changed much. He's just now in prison. Now he's in prison. That would have been that would have been decent. I almost think I I really like this movie, and I think it's paced pretty well, and I like a lot of the scenes in it. But it just abruptly ends in the courtroom. I'm like, oh, I guess that's it. 
No, I, okay, I do like this movie a lot, and I don't want to seem like I'm shitting on it, but there are also a lot of editing where I feel like we just have too long of a shot, or even some scenes that are kind of just waste of time that we could have gotten through. But I mean, it's not, it doesn't feel like an overly long movie, though. Like, I don't have any complaints about it, but like, I feel like we could cut it a little bit for time. There's not much character development. It's kind of like go, we meet the crew, and then the story happens, which I like. Mm-hmm. I suppose the scene that stands out the most elongating it is when um, somebody puts a hit, when they put the hit on Malone and that guy creeps into his apartment. You know, no, that builds suspense, though. I actually kind of like no, that. No, it builds suspense, but the, all that POV. Um, I guess what I'm saying is it's aged really slow-paced in comparison to today. Yeah, I get that. I just, mean, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head having just watched it, but I know there are other scenes where I'm like, why are we still on the scene? Like, we can, we can, like, why are we still on the shot? We can cut, but I don't know. Again, I do like the movie, and I don't want to just. They brought a, like, they brought the POV back like towards the end too, where where. Uh, um, oh, it's from his Stone point of, was like at, like looking at uh, Costner, and he's kind of like in shell yeah, shock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just this is just like another kind of almost trickle down unverified, but this is just a fun. Um, just a set design thing. If you notice going up to Al Capone's uh, suite, mm-hmm. all, all the coloring is like red. And it's supposed to kind of symbolize that like there's blood all around him, but it never sure. touches Capone. And that's why his room is like immaculate and blues and whites and stuff. And mm-hmm. that the, there's no red in that room. If you're ever interested, you could read up on big epic movies like this. The costume design always reflects a character arc. If yeah, you're th- ever there's always there's that. always stuff like that, which is it's interesting and funny when you actually like do they were dressed in animal print to show their animalist, yeah, stuff like that. If, if you're if you're interested, that's always there. What do you guys think about uh, De Niro? Does it just seem like De Niro? Yeah, in lots of gangster movies. I love him. Who doesn't? It, I mean, it's a good performance, but it is it is, it is just kind of always that thing. Yeah. Is there any difference? This is maybe my least favorite De Niro, uh, gangster De Niro, mobster De Niro. I think it's because it, it it seems rushed. Or Goodfellas just a, is like it's above one. and beyond. Well, also he's playing like a like an actual person. I think it might be better if it's more of just like a fictional fictional thing that he can just pour whatever he wants into, you know? Yeah. Than having like a That's source material. True. Yeah, I. But I, even th- still, like if he truly was a method actor and trying to portray Al Capone, there still were very De Niro like little yeah little faces he was doing. He like, can't stop that fucking mouth thing he does. Little, uh, he uh, does uh, this feels uh, <laughs> the same as De Niro and Bad Grandpa. De Niro and Analyze it, it, This. De Niro and Meet the Parents. Yeah. Yeah. It all seems like I De Niro as much as only, I think he's good. Yeah, the only standout De Niro for me is the intern. I agree. I think my <laughs> argument, and this is the... Yeah, he's De Niro. And he's, yeah. Method actor, I really hope he was an intern at a shitty startup somewhere for like two weeks. God damn it, Robert. And I bet it wasn't as fun as Get that Anne Hathaway. Coffee. I bet it wasn't as fun as that Anne Hathaway. I bet he cost them a lot of money. Uh, yeah, he wouldn't. Be, I mean, because that guy at least worked. A, the, the character in Intern worked a job his whole life. And Bob yeah. De Niro's been an A-list do, actor. Do you know what, do you what life lessons but Robert De Niro taught that small startup company? Don't, don't hire, don't hire untrained old people. <laughs> uh, let's go back to. Have you guys ever had like a full service like lay down straight shave. razor shave? I've thought about. They aren't that no. expensive. I don't want to get whacked, but like I definitely want to shave like that in my life. Most places. Well, there's a couple problems with this. Number one, I don't think I look good as a baby face anymore. I think I need a little bit of five o'clock shadow. Um, I would two, need to lose weight. I've lost my jawline, but I, I do want to do it. That though. doesn't matter. <laughs> That's the reason I wouldn't. I'd love to. If here's here's a day for you. You think Al Capone's like, oh, I'm a, uh, my face is a little round. I can't get a shave. No, but he also and I have very little in common. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, if somebody depicted in a movie, me in a movie, they'd probably go Robert De Niro as well. <laughs> but other than that, we have very little in common. I'd like to combine this day of three things I never do. Start the morning with a nice steam, 
then go get my face shaved and hit up a cigar bar. Ended at the ponies, betting on the ponies. That's my day. That's a day I'd like to recreate. Like things I've never All you're done. missing is like a white linen island kind of pant, you know, some some like some some soft, uh, a nice hat to go to the races. By six p.m., I'm passed out of dehydration. Though <laughs> sounds like a very uh, non-moisturizing day. I'd have to drink. You get water. your water from the ice in the gin and tonic. Like yeah, it, it, that's it, your it, only. It would only intake. be melting in my in my <laughs> drinks. You'd find me passed out in like the the parking lot. I'm like it's been a day. How much did you drink? Barely any. Uh, I have an animosity that's a little less nitpicky, and I know Mark has the same one. It's when Kevin Costner, it's like the Canadian-American like uh, big bus they're making on the bridge. Kevin Costner is just firing at a car coming right at him, and he just lays down. Like, Granted, it's pretty high off the ground, but I would never take that bet. Just roll. Get out of the way. Shoot from the side. This is your typical like an axe murderer is coming at you and you just like you're on your back Bannered. and you're just crawling back instead of like getting up and running the fuck away. Like roll. I, I, actually, Stop the, drop and roll, Kevin. The, that's actually maybe the only scene I have some animosities that people are just being careless. Like they're just running in on horses, like four of them at the back, like against all those Tommy guns. Like the it's amazing they all came out of their lives. Well, the honestly. Mounties they all should have probably died, right? Oh, the Mounties yeah. ruined everything. It seemed to me like the fight in Anchorman where everybody's like, wow, that escalated really quick. Yeah. I just didn't see it. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. But Should the first time. You could have tried it. Yeah. Well, you, Brick in this one is. Uh, <laughs> oh, gotcha. Is, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, fucking Wallace. Oscar Wallace. Yeah. Wallace kills six people almost in that scene. He just light motherfucker ups the like, whole fact, time. And then he laps up some whiskey. And I don't know. And you could tell he got a taste for blood. In fact, it start that scene starts with him walking up to the side of a car, shooting someone in the face with a shotgun in a mist of blood just goes I would say whole, like, per car. capita like percentage kill like it's it's John Wick closely followed by Wallace. <laughs> he he almost rivals no one. That's uh, Jason Bourne. Except Jason Bourne doesn't like well, he kind of kills, but he's more like he's I'm like gonna I'm gonna fight like you Bruce all Wayne. over. Jason Bourne fights are like uh Peter Griffin and, and the, the chicken, chicken. fights—they just go throughout whatever city they are in for forty-five yeah. well, minutes. Every Wait, Jason, what, what, we, what movie just we just do with the Peter Griffin chicken fight? Uh, they, uh, the they Roddy live? Rod Piper with oh, their yeah, They live, yeah. yeah. Uh, Question: uh, Wes's Ness's wife was she pregnant the whole time? I feel like that baby came out of nowhere. I feel like one second they're in hiding, the next we have a new child. She did not seem pregnant. They might have said some things, but I didn't. Pretty sure they didn't. Okay, cool. I just no one else caught anything like. When the baby comes in the background, or maybe she was just always talking about it. So in that scene, I don't like, even though, so Elliot Ness comes, he gets his wife and they, they hide her somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. But they give him to a cop that's not in his crew. And that really pisses me off. Sean Connery's No, I heard cousin. it. I heard it. Yeah, Sean Connery's like. It's after the fact that, that. That uh, that part comes out. Elliot didn't know that. That did, that did bother me too. I'm like, who's this asshole? Like, what are you, that could have been you, anybody. You, you In fact, it would have been better if it was just like the you know like an uh, informant or something from. It's just another annoying thing about Elliot. And I was like, you, you fucking with me, and Elliot? That, and you want your wife and kids in hiding? That's something you trust. Uh, that's that's what you trust. Uh, oh you my, give him Sean to Connery. Malone. You give, you give him to Malone and only Malone. Yeah, it's the only man you can trust. That's it. That's what leads you to three marriages, Elliot. <laughs> Pawning off your responsibilities, am I right? <laughs> okay, we brought it up briefly, but I think it's time to talk about it. Sean Connery will not die. He gets shot from the front and the back by a Tommy gun, crawls uh, the full length of his house. Then we do not know how long he's on the floor bleeding out before Kevin Costner gets there. Well, it's it's 1930, so however long it took him to get there in a Model T or whatever the fuck he's driving, right? Yeah. Well, the I people mean, alert, 
people like are like the shots upstairs, right? Like, yeah, that's like probably I, I want to say twenty minutes at least. But also this on he, the low end, yeah. Is Elliot Ness coming from the police station? Mm-hmm. So he's come from the police station, which well, I'm well, they, guessing they, they, is they downtown. Had, they all had orders to meet at his house because because he knew the spot. So actually, before we even get to that animosity, he's like, "Hey, where's Ness?" He's like, "Oh, he's not here." He's like, "Oh, great, I have all the information. Come here." He should have just been on the phone, quick, like, "Oh, cool. While I got you." You might want to know this. The train's leaving tonight. The bookkeeper's Yeah, you should going. have just told it. It's, I, I just get annoyed in any movie when it's just like, be me at this spot and nothing bad will happen to me before 6 p.m. Of course you're going to die. I th- Okay, we'll get back to the length of it. But to that point, after Wallace got killed, I think everybody was a little ignorant by just staying in their apartments. Yeah, at that point, I think you should all just maybe go Especially into after Malone learned from his friend, who actually they got in a fight Almost a Peter Griffin chicken fight down there, old man, oh, yeah. old real. man cop fight. Like the actually, I like that scene a lot, actually. So was the the whole plan for the mobsters in Malone's apartment with the knife, bring a gun to a uh, knife to a gunfight. I mean, that could have gone a million different ways. Unrelated hit. That's just an old enemy. Oh, that's just. But I'm just being like. No, I'm just joking. That's, you know, that's was the, he not part of like, the hit? He no, he's part of out, the hit. He lured him out to the porch or whatever, and where he got Tommy gunned. But like. Why wouldn't have Malone was doing a little too much? Just like I'm surprised Malone didn't shoot, shoot him. Shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was going to shoot him right away. Right away. I'm There's not saying he wouldn't get Tommy movie. gun. Like, just I mean, I'm, I'm, um, I'm assuming it was just an insurance policy. Like we want that guy to kill him, but like if he doesn't kill him, then I don't know. Just shoot him really a lot. Shoot looks him like, like somebody times. brought a knife to a gunfight, but then somebody brought a Tommy gun to a shotgun fight. No, a quick one line, a one line quip to a Tommy gun fight. Yeah. So that guy, the guy who kills him, uh, Nitty, the guy mm-hmm. with the white. The white, uh, the white gangster suit. The white gangster of, suit at the end of the courtroom. The, the only gangster I recast that's not part of the main crew. Another time yeah, where you like, had to just recast him. kill that fucking guy. You know, don't throw him off the roof. Just shoot him when he's on the rope. Well, that's actually something that annoys me. If if Elliot Ness is this virtuoso good character, it annoys me that he pushes him off the roof. I'm like, well, that doesn't seem like why didn't you? Yeah, shoot him on, shoot him down there. Don't get him up there and then push or him. Or cut up. the rope or something. Well, I thought he was going to cut the rope. He, well, he was going to be the good guy, but he kept talking. He's Well, actually, he, we do get the fun line. He's like, did it sound something like this when he's like, your friend screamed like a pig? No, like it worked for the movie, but were you guys... Con- <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did, you guys, did you guys get confused? Like, is he climbing back up? Is yeah. he coming back is up? Is he coming up to me? What? Are yeah. you gonna, why, why did he stay down there? Because it was like enclosed in a courtyard? Well, it seemed, well, I think the rope was like a still story drop. Was he I think, trying to get bottom, like, but... into the building? Yeah, I, don't know I was what confused was going about on that. There. That was a little he weird also, editing. Did, didn't he have a gun? Couldn't he have shot that window and gotten in? It was yeah, also like he was still holding a rope camera. Yeah. Like, oh, like I mean, count is, to 30. Like 30 full seconds. Yeah. Well, actually, that's the amount of time that he was on the rope. That's actually a good case of a scene where, like, we were looking at him dangling on a rope too long. We could have cut, like, that's 15 what I'm seconds. Saying. Yeah, that's a great We case actually of should editing. have cut the rope out unless you were going to kill him on it. Yeah. It didn't yeah, make it. Actually, yeah. Didn't it kind of feel like uh, Princess Bride? Yeah, a little bit. It was like, I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, a little I'll wait bit. right up here for you. And then he gets up there, but luckily he's not exerted enough. Oh, that happens. Um, that also happens in Union Station a little bit with the baby and the baby carriage. That scene, yeah, the, 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 they're trying to build the suspense, but it does go on Where he's waiting to, like... Again, the... that's an homage to the yeah, Battleship yeah, yeah. Poke Temp, so they did kind of copy that. Okay. Largely with the baby carriage. Like, that's a well, big part of the homage or not, I Yeah, like yeah, it. it did take a little long. But a um, whole bunch of shooting around those two didn't give a fuck who they were killing. Down goes every sailor that was waiting for a train. He just lost Sean Connery, man. He doesn't give sailor a shit. Sailor got shot, like... Maybe twice when he's just trying to get home on leave. <laughs> it's like he, it's like oh, Will Ferrell. Damn, it's, like, it's like Will Ferrell in Austin Powers. He got shot in the shoulder, stood up. It's like, oh, Jesus, oh, my back. Oh. 
<laughs> she was trying to, trying to go for the ba- a baby. Like, yeah. I don't even think he knew what was going on until it was too late. That's how I would go. Ooh, although, do you and I do love this movie? Uh, trickle down favorite aspects. I love a good gun throw mid battle. You got oh, the Patriot with Gabriel. Fuck. You got that was, any, that was any, smooth. anytime you get that toss up in a fire. Oh, love it. I that mean, was smooth as fuck. To go along with the slide saving the baby, Andy Garcia's character did. You got the shot. Take it. Two. Boom. Bam. Yeah, that's the if, best. That's maybe one of the best parts. Of the if movie. two of the four Untouchables were to live, I'm glad the two that lived lived, if that makes that. sense. Yeah, I mean. Malone has to die. Yeah, he yeah, has he, to. He, he's, he's just the, the archetype. And then the, the he's cute, been kind of quirky uh, Oscar Wallace has to die, too, unfortunately. But what's yeah. nice is, although he died, he didn't die a coward because we saw him light up gangsters. Hey, he went from an accountant to John Wick. Yeah, he was about to be a, a he problem. He brought up tax evasion like. <laughs> Five times before this whole thing. All right, he's like the his first meeting in the in the Untouchable crew. He's like, we probably get him on tax evasion. I'm just been thinking about it. In fact, he really is the only. He's the best one out of him by far. I mean, minus the get shot in the face and dying. I mean, and being light enough to be picked up by another slender man and hung on a hook in an elevator. So his hat is is interesting. It's it's sort of a a mix between like a, a cowboy hat and a fedora. It's bigger Which than a ones? fedora. Uh, w- Wallace's. Oh, it's kind of got that farm look, right? Yeah, like, farm hat. Yeah. It's uh, like Grapes of Wrath. Grapes of Wrath hat, for yeah. sure. Okay, I have, a, I have a comment, I have a question. Which uh, I, I guess maybe that's a character trait. He's not cool. He's not he's the accountant. He's sophisticated enough to have. He was supposed to be, the, uh, back to costume and set design. I guarantee kind of things, you this, in, though. Into like uh, into characters. They did want, he's obviously supposed to be the everyman representing sure. the audience. So that is why he's a little... Sillier. I can't relate with that. I'm a badass. Well, I funny enough, though, with Mark and I were watching the commentary, and apparently he was trying to play it much straighter, and they didn't want him. He didn't want to be as silly. But the best part, I believe, the director said, "We want them laughing up right up until you're you're dead." And even when he dies, it's like a <gasps> kind of like Ugh. I don't think like I think yeah. the best part they added for well. his character was taking a drink out of the yeah. The that's truck. that's that's a somebody one. got sorted into Hufflepuff, <laughs> but we got a Gryffindor on our hands. <laughs> Never long, but I can guarantee this. Had he lived past that elevator ride and gotten come into the office, like. Two days later, he would have had a new hat. I guarantee you, it would have been cool. Would've he would have nice. had the full coat, trench coat. He would, he would, he'd come in looking the part. So this will, this will irritate people, but I still in my head think that I could, in someday, pull off a fedora. I know that socially you can't. You, I mean, you pull off the newsboy hat pretty well. That's that, two thousand seven I mean, is long gone, Jordan. Yeah, two thousand seven. Do you want to be back? Do you want to know the problem? Do you want years? Do you want to know the problem with two thousand seven though? You never got the respect with it. It was still like, oh, you're the fedora guy. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, that guy likes Fallout Boy. Yeah, see, I want it to be, we want to be able to wear I the would fed- never do a tight. I'd do a, a nice medium size. It doesn't size matter. Break. It doesn't matter. Here's 100% of the problem. You're still <laughs> wearing shorts and a button denim shirt with a fedora. You need to like have with a suit. shorts too. Yeah, you need a suit. You need, like, you're, you just look like you're an asshole on vacation. You know, if you're doing the fedora, unless you go the full outfit. You need to do a full outfit. Yeah, that outfit. guy just got back from Punta Cana. <laughs> yeah. You want to look like that. Yeah, you, pointing, yeah, yeah, but we're but not going to look like that's this. the three. Yeah. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan is pointing to Johnny Depp in Public Enemies wearing a fedora. He pulled up a picture of what anyone else, do, who's, everyone who's not Johnny Depp wearing. Okay, a fedora. Let, let me let me put this suited Johnny Depp or Elliot Ness in this. Mm-hmm. I look like that, but then you see me eating at Chipotle or some just random normal. <laughs> that's place. That's the problem. It's all static. It's the co- you need the whole thing. And I'd have to go to places that would. Hang out downtown on that strip. You just, you know. Well, you just. But if I was just walking in well, that outfit, like that looks like you, an asshole. That is where you can get away with it because it just looks like you might be like a very high like dressed businessman. If you if you're downtown, you can get away with it. But you have to be full suit. You, nobody wears a fedora though. Well, I've seen older people. I see I've even see downtown do rare. You see, 
old people can. Mm-hmm. There's like a, a cross. You, you but, cross but, a barrier. But, but part of that fun, like some of the old people I'm seeing, though, like they're like our dad's age. It's like that wasn't in vogue for them at the time. Like when they were like. A, like I'll make know. this quick. Kevin Costner, Costner doesn't get enough respect. I don't think he's got range, but it doesn't matter for whatever reason he makes. He used to make good movies. I will also say his extracurricular activities. Uh, he did stuff the BP oil spill. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Cap the spill. So what the did he, do? he stopped the BP oil spill. He was in control of the company that happened. You guys remember that BP oil spill? That was years ago. Now we're dealing with real stuff. Yeah, there was so many catastrophes catastrophes ago. It's like that scene in Hercules. Like, was that before or after the earthquake? Like, it was before the locusts, but not after the fires, I remember. That's what we're dealing with now. Wow, that was a really good reference. Yeah, thanks. It's exactly like that. (laughs) Um, Just to name a few untouchables. (laughs) You've got Bull Durham. You've got, for love of the game. A lot of baseball. Tin Cup. You've got Tin Cup. Underrated. You've got Field of Dreams. Untouchables, JFK. I'm just saying, if he would have died dances, in... bodyguard. Bodyguard dances. It's big, it's big hits. Good stuff. If he would have died in 1992, people would have like, ah, oh, who would have known what he would have done? You uh, think he would be like, uh, just looking at his IMDb, you think he'd like uh, uh, have stuff before, like whatever, 80, whatever? But he, he didn't. He, he had a life before acting, and then he, he always wanted to be an actor. And then in his later 20s, he decided, I'm going to be an actor. This is what I want to do. And then he did it. It happened and became a big star. Then he, also cool. t- then he took a little bit of break, got in a huge company that stopped the BP oil spill, and then uh, got back into acting pretty aggressively in the last few years again. The weird, th- I, it, like Waterworld ended his career. Yeah. I mean, he's made a bunch of movies over the last 20 years, but nobody's seen him. This is my last kind of question, comment about the movie. It's not an animosity, but like, so the bookkeeper at the end of the movie, why wouldn't they just like get him out of Chicago by car? Like, why would they still use Grand, like, like Union Station? Why, why, why? Yeah, with like departure times yeah, and like things to like. That's so public. These just guys weren't stu- good. Stuff cop. him in the back of a car and just drive him out to Illinois and get him somewhere else. I don't know. I, I also don't do. This is to clarify for me. Mm-hmm. This is a question. Are all the tips we're getting just from Malone? It does seem like he's like, the one. Getting I don't know the how tips. they're getting tip. Malone's just going out and, and it seems asking like, the right. Well, it was just that one cop. Him and Andy like, Garcia's character. Well, it just seems like it's the the one old cop was his source is what we found out. But he doesn't even seem like he's that much on our side because like he kind of got those other guys killed on the Untouchable Force. Like his source is not. I don't know. Well, he's dirty. They're dirty. It's it's a corrupt police. True. And I guess we learned that right away, or Elliot Ness did through him. Okay, we do we it. think a question? Do we think that he di- that uh, Malone died because of that interaction with his cop friend? Where he's like, "This is gonna like I'm gonna kill you. Like this is the end of you." Is that is it because of that that he's on the hit list? I got the vibe that yeah, he's yeah. not protected anymore. Probably. I can only protect you this long. You're fucking like you're you're on your own. Okay. So Malone you live was in 1625 just a, South an old Racine. beat cop. I mean, was it worth it? And Capone just gets 11 years for tax evasion. Like, he's going to be out in well, a Coming from a my jiffy. standpoint, I'd be like Malone's friend who's like, what, what What are you doing? You're almost retired. Yeah, get out of here. So, to me, no. I actually don't know if, if Capone actually served all 11 years. Yeah, I'm not actually sure how that... Because I think they were still... like I think there was like still like legal shit against him while he was in prison. And then after he kind of crumbled, they were trying to... In Alcatraz, right? Yeah. And they were trying to bring, I think, more charges. I've Honestly, I've learned about it a bunch, but I don't remember anymore. So, like, don't don't listen to anything I say about this right here. But he did die of syphilis. He did. His brain rotted and he went fucking crazy in prison. I believe... If we're on syphilis corner, mm-hmm. that a majority, not a majority, but a large portion of deaths 
in the Civil War were syphilis related. I believe that's true too. Also, because it was just a shame thing. If he would have gotten his syphilis was totally treatable. He knew about it. He just didn't want it. He didn't want to go. He was embarrassed and didn't want to go to the doctor. Do you, the one of the reasons that Capone spent the last years of his life at a mansion in Palm Island, Florida, spending time with his wife and grandchildren. What? Oh, I thought he died in prison. Had a stroke, suffered a cardiac arrest. Well, I am, I guess, completely wrong, but I, I, I'm having a... I think I just either had a Mandela effect or I don't listen to anything. Yeah, I he said. had some outpatient care. Definitely nothing about Alcatraz. Really? Well, let actually, that be a lesson for everything we actually, say. Le- actually, I do now remember hearing stories of him. He used to, in his when he was dying, he used to go fishing in his pool in his backyard. Good old Al. I died of syphilis. I was 100% Alphonse. sure he died of syphilis. No, well, I think he di- I think that was part, the complication of the stroke. Com- like, yeah, complications. Oh, but the, it was yeah. like long-term effects no, of it? No, syphilis is definitely part of it. Okay, okay. But I don't think he I died, thought he died in, in prison. He didn't die in prison. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Thank you for clearing that up. Well, so check this up. I've got one more syphilis thing. I think the reason that <laughs> this happened with uh, like Dutch royalty, uh, like monarchies type stuff, um, that's why they w- people started wearing wigs, powdered wigs was because they were going bald and their skin was falling off from syphilis. Yeah. And then it caught on as, you know, a, a social, economical... As it does. Like a flaunting thing. If you're Cap- rich, you wear a wig. Capone showed signs of uh, um, of neurosyphilis early in his sentence and became increasingly debilitated before being released after eight years of uh, incarceration. Oh, the jurors. They were all bribed like to, to like get him off. They still got paid after being switched off. Yeah, cool, cool deal for them. No, oh, not afraid we're, of we're getting murdered. To, and they're just going to divorce court. That's going to be a cakewalk. <laughs> yeah, That's a cakewalk. They're going to go to divorce court, and it's like, anybody want to bribe us? And like, yeah, <laughs> it's Chicago in the '30s and the late '20s. Jury duty was sick yeah. back in 1933. I got two $1,000 bills. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so I have a question for you guys. So he was already like debilitating and like dying from syphilis, like. What would have just happened if he didn't go to jail? Like, I wonder what would have happened to his empire as like a crazy syphilitic. Well, he would have gotten murdered eventually. Yeah, you get syphilis in jail. No, it's from no, it's all the prostitutes and stuff, and just unprotected sex in his luxury suite. Spread it in jail. Give it to other people. That's yeah. What a douchebag. Yeah, he was good. Other than that, (laughs) (laughs) based on the fact that the the jury wasn't wasn't gonna was gonna be switched to a new one, he's like, oh. We have nothing. We can't bribe these 12 people. If I was Capone, I'd be like, why don't you be a lawyer? Uh, he did. Then he hit Then he swung on him like yeah, three that, times. Yeah, that's how the movie ended. <laughs> and then they had a weird standoff. What was the whole that you're allowed to talk in something? You're allowed to talk with a gun. You're, you're just talking to- a badge. You're talking, talking a, badge. a badge. I can't hear you. What? I can't hear you. Something about a veg. <laughs> yeah, and especially like, it's kind of, okay, actually a few more things. Number yeah. one, animosity. Kevin Costner, when he goes up to Al Capone at the end, I mean, I know he's kind of regurgitating like uh, the the Malone and like sure. the Sean Connery stuff, but like even Capone's like, "What? What the fuck what? does that mean? Like, what? Do, what do you mean? I can't hear you. We go last man standing. What? Also, real tough, Elliot. Yeah. Way to cry after you accidentally kill someone. <laughs> take a take a fucking take a lesson from Wallace. Take a lesson from. I Malone. murdered twelve, and I want my whiskey. <laughs> Tell you what, we're in we're in Canada. It's not illegal to take a little. Sip. Malone's not even done. He's shooting dead bodies. Yeah. One more, one more question. Actually, uh, Nitty, um, why, like he, he would have been fine if he wouldn't have shot that cop in the courtroom. He was just like, I had a friend at racing who'd been like, crazy coincidence kind of thing. Like, it, like it wasn't proof of anything. There didn't seem anything. Yeah, it Yeah, he could have just walked out of the courtroom. I mean, it would have been a problem later, but it, it, nothing would have happened if he wouldn't have pulled out his gun and shot. Yeah, but that's what, that's, that's an idiot for you. Also, he just <laughs> ran upstairs. 
to the roof instead of just Out outside the to yeah. the world. Yeah, but <laughs> he, he knew he was a good climber. <laughs> so he's like, there's got to be a rope or a I've pipe got or rope something. Skills. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, which he did. Let's not let's not diminish. Going back to Malone's death, there are two things on the ground next to him. It can only be one of two things he's pointing to. Grab both. Stop making. Oh, you want this? This? Stop. Wh- make- which one? Just <laughs> I can't hear. I can't hear you. He's been shot forty times. Stop making him be like no, no. There. You've the other seen one. him use that like a little rosary thing too. Like, yeah. There's the two things. Patriot Saints Just have lost causes. Or shot forty times. Crawled thirty feet in his apartment and waited for an hour. <laughs> and then after that, Costner's like, "What? Oh, he died before he could tell me." My Sorry. cigar. And made a phone call. Yeah. And made a phone call. He didn't make dial the rotor. No, he made a phone call, didn't he? Yeah, no. He called collect. Yeah. <laughs> no, he he makes the he's he's making a call beforehand when he's like, oh, I have all the information. Nothing's ever going to happen to me. Everyone just meet here. I'll be fine forever. God damn it, I wanted to do it. Let's hear it. <laughs> How far are you willing to go? Uh, I I thought it was extravagant that what are they the treasuries? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? The treasury department untouchables oh, are like, hey, we've got two thousand. They're the untouchables. The untouchables. The treasuries. Sorry. They're the untouchables. He is the treasury. But they work for the treasury department, yes, sure. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean. Which, I don't know if they get guns. But anyway, they went the all agents? the way to Canada. They went all the way to Canada for drug busts. That seems tedious, right? Uh, no, not, gotta, no, not tedious. Extravagant, sorry. No, because you got to stop at the border. I mean, otherwise it was for sure going to get How in. How far and is they the can't border ever... from Chicago? I mean, Duluth is what, like, what, six hours away? Seven hours away? I don't know. I have very little to no knowledge of Canadian <laughs> of geography. <laughs> I know that across Detroit, Canada exists, but I don't know if that's where they were. And the and the fact that they're on horseback, I mean, is just it, it surprised me. Cool. It surprised me. The mounties I get, I get the mounted cool police department. Show. I also expected them to be wearing red jackets. The green kind of threw me off. I, I think do. I did assume I do, the mounties were red. I think right. I did. Assu- I, I, so. I, I was waiting for that too. Would like that. Um, do you think the mounties thought there was going to be so much murder? Yeah, they came in guns blazing. They were ready for murder. At that instance. They jumped the oh, gun. Oh, yeah, it was their they fault. Were, they were pretty ready Fucking for murder. Mounties. They I heard all the, the rumors mount, about the I think the more Mounties died than we think. Yeah, I only saw the one afterwards. Yeah, the rest died. I don't like the way you pulled yeah, it. Yeah, there was 20 yeah, and one yeah, one. Do you know lived, why? Because right? they just ran in on horses with people with Tommy guns. They just got mowed down on that side. They brought a horse battalion to a Tommy gun fight. You brought a knife to a gunfight. They brought the cavalry, and what I don't like is ever seen like a horse die in a movie or a game Ooh, actually now i can go back and i have a perfect scene that they should have cut for time i don't care <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all there i don't like, like seeing like a horse out, like to the back side of the barn because their legs broken there's only I don't like one seeing movie a horse where we had fall. they didn't choose this i don't like seeing a horse trip and fall i'm like oh that except painful. for in the Patriot. yeah yeah that's even worse right the than, like, being killed. Like, oh that seems Ooh. do you know why because then you get that terrible <laughs> noise if I'm dying. No, the one, the, 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 the one in the Patriots, awesome. It's it's, it's really pivotal. Mm, it really well, not is. pivotal, but you know. Perfect example of something that should have been cut for time. It's a Sean Connery scene. It's in that lodge before, like uh, the 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 deal goes down on the bridge in Canada, and he's just like, "Oh, are you cold? Stomp your feet." He's like, "Oh, he's just going around giving like fatherly advice," but that's like a waste of five minutes. Like that's because we still come right back to them in the well, shed, no, so we know they're there. We know like, they're calm waiting. Da- calm down. Nothing's gonna happen for a little bit here. Yeah, and then like nothing it did- happens. Immediately. Well, you just brought up a good point. Nothing's going to happen, and it didn't. We didn't need that scene. He was just being like, hey, I'm going to give everyone fatherly advice, and this is what you all should be doing in the shed. It was also confusing um, I am how long they were I am haunted by your Sean Connery. Yeah, pretty pretty good. Actually, I've never really good. tried before, so like, I'm actually that surprised That is too. very good. You nearly adopted the dog. 
Beautiful. That's not. That's it's, Bane. Yeah, it was. It used okay. to be. Overall, again, like not hating on the movie, there were some things that could have been cut for time. Overall, love it. Overall, though, I think what, it's a great movie. I miss so movies it's, like it this. runs at a at, at a uh, two hours. Where would you want to see it? Fifteen less, thirty less. I'm fine with the runtime. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not, more it, like the pacing of some scenes. Yeah, seem tedious. I, I'm 100 percent in agreement with that. Like, it doesn't even feel long to me. No, just, it doesn't feel long. Actually, there, it's just, very watchable. There's, yeah. just, there's just for sure scenes like that where I'm like, that's there's just pointless scenes and there's like just pointless like moments where you're like, oh, we could have cut that. Like, there's, we don't need to. Again, this is getting nitpicky a bit. We do love the movie, but like. Yeah, Cole Classics Podcast. If there are any other question, comment, animosities you people have, uh, make sure you write in on the movie posters on social media, or you can email us. Uh, we'll go through all that jazz at the end, though. Let's move on to recasting. recasting. All right, recasting. Um, I don't know what you guys did. I basically did the Untouchables and Al Capone. Yeah, I, I did that. I, I also did Nitty. I did Nitty too. Just did you do Nitty? Yeah, but I, I can I can come up with like a. I what? only did Nitty though because I just clearly had one the whole time. Yeah. Can and, we? All right. Can we save Nitty just for like a sec so I can? Yeah, yeah. On that's it? totally. Yeah, fine. yeah. Uh, but I will say he's kind of the only main gangster that we know uh, out of the Al Capone yeah, group. Yeah. Oscar Wallace, played by Charles Martin Smith. I'm gonna go Rick Moranis. I thought about it. That's such an. That, I know. I did that yeah, too, I did it. That's too goofy. And I want to see Rick Milanis get the chance to. Light I don't want to yuck your yum, but I just want to see him light motherfuckers up. I will honestly say. I want specifically the Wallace murder scene. I will honestly say that, that is the first thing where, where my brain went to. It was like Rick Milanis, and then absolutely. I, uh, then, then I did a little bit more of a gymnastic. I did Paul Giamatti. I had Paul Giamatti as well. Interesting. It's the same kind of like average build I guy thing. But I will say, I think we did a. Uh, we we, we, we we punched up the acting ability, I might but say. But let me ask you this, and I think Paul Giamatti's talented. Did you bring down the likability factor of Wallace's character? Maybe a little the bit. The impishness. The, the but I'm not saying he can't play that. He just usually does play a little more of a gruff okay, so guy. Then but. I did have a, a secondary since we both picked Paul Giamatti. Let me, Steve Buscemi. That would work. I yeah. like Steve Buscemi better because he has... He's more likable. He comes yeah, off work for whatever be, reason. It has to be a little likable. goofy. It has to be a little goofy and in, in, uh, in unassuming. I think, I think Steve Buscemi is too goofy. Paul Giamatti is a little not too goofy gruff. enough. Yeah. And I think Steve Buscemi is maybe okay. a nice middle of the road. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm. Too chubby? Too he's, 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 he's slubby, but he, play, he does serious roles, but he can also do comedic. And, I mean, I think yeah, Philip right. Seymour Hoffman can do pretty much I like your Paul so. Giamatti better. Yeah, you're right. Let's move on. We're on him too long. Let's, Let's do, do George Stone. I have a fun one for you. He's George Stone played by Andy Garcia. Sure is. George Stone. I did Omar Doom. He's from Inglorious Bastards. He's one of the guys that actually makes it to the end. Okay. Yeah. He's just very Italian looking. It kind of fit. He seems like he could be in a gangster movie. I don't know if he's Italian. He could also be Jewish or Greek. I am Jewish, and when I say he could either be Italian, Greek, or Jewish, that's because that's what I get confused for. I did. Uh, oh, you know, George Stone played by Andy Garcia. I did Andy Garcia. I also actually <laughs> did that. I've done that twice in this podcast. So I I tried to I I didn't pick anybody Italian. I picked um, Oscar Isaac, okay. who's of Guatemalan descent. I know he's not Italian. I'll pull up a picture. Yeah, pull up a pic. He plays um, Poe Darum in the new Star Wars movie, Inside Llewyn Davis, Ex Machina. I actually like that a lot. That works for I, me. I, th- I feel like he plays, the, what, what's that, The Apprentice? He, he he can play The Apprentice role really well. He might be a little too old now, but a younger him would work. Yeah, right now he's like in his 40s, but if you would have got him like 10 years ago when he was popping in movies. Okay. Yeah, that's who I saw from the get. I like that one. Mark, who'd you have? Uh, Michael Imperioli. 
He's in The Sopranos. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Young worked. Italian guy. That would work. Perfect. No, yeah. did, didn't watch The Sopranos. I mean, well, he's the we, guy we, in Goodfellas that gets his toe shot off, right? Yes, he's yeah. also in. Uh, yeah, he's also in. Uh, he's in a bunch of. Do you want to know what we found movies? out? Okay, this movie, director and cast alike, it's like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Everyone's been in one other gangster movie or has some piece of. One if of you're these. an Italian American actor and you worked from the '80s to now, you've been in gangster mob movies. You were either in Casino, Goodfellas, The Godfather, or this. Uh, did you did you uh, get a nitty just to go back to the lower before we you go guys back do up? Nitty. Yeah, let's do nitty. I can. Uh, I'm already. Let me just say one, we're gonna jinx us on one, two, three. It's one, two, three. Kelly Murphy. Oh, interesting. Okay, let's actually Ooh, do this separately. That, that's. I, I agree with that. Bone one. structure. Okay, let's do this separately Great then. Mark bone Jordan, who did you have? Cheeks. For? I have Killian Murphy or Jillian, depending on how you say it. Let that, me see. Let me see. If, I'll look it up. High, I, that makes sense for me. High cheekbones, big eyes. I did kind of something similar with like a high cheekbone eye thing. I did Ray Liotta. Yeah, I thought about getting Leota in here but somewhat. He could be that. It person. seemed like cheap again, just because I'm dipping into like a good film. I'm dipping into. Just yeah, like I didn't the want to do too much again. like Marlon Brando-y type of stuff. Yeah, I didn't want to dip into that stuff, but I did. I picked Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta could easily be in this movie. Yeah, he will. He because he has such. He, he seems like a great, nice guy, but he has such harsh eyes that he seems he's like he's like the hitman. Evil, for yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move on to Malone. Uh, that is the Sean Connery role. I think we might have done something. You and me, something similar. Judging I don't by know. your side, I did Billy Connolly. It's it's a little too silly. Like, uh, I, I'm trying to get a little more harshish from like. It Boondock is hard Saints. for me to see Billy Connolly. Yeah, Billy Connolly, Scottish director or Scottish actor. I um, mean, he, he's comedic and he's lighthearted, but I mean, we got a bit of a seriousness from him in um, Boondock Saints. But I don't think, honestly, I don't think he could do it. I think it's a little. too... I did an American. If you just make him Irish American, okay. And then I also did somebody who can do an Irish. All right. I like my Irish American better. Ray Fiennes is my Irish person. Mm. I think he'd kill the role because he's a lot funnier than people give him credit for. If you've seen some of his roles, he, he's pretty funny. And good. he can also play dark. Uh, and then it's just, it is a Gene Hackman role. I thought about that. But I know Gene Hackman can't. I assume he can't do a Scottish Ooh, accent. I do like Gene Hackman there. He would have been great in that. He's it's a great like, per- old beat cop yeah. that like, has some wisdom. The French connection. It's kind of like the uh, French the f- connection, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So I did pick a little bit of that. I went uh, Pete Postlewaite oh, okay. from the town and or Cameron just watched Inception like two days ago. So He's the old father in Inception. Is, yeah. He's the florist in the town, if you're unfamiliar. He, is he, Irish? he does an Irish accent a he's lot. Not, he, he does a good Irish accent, but him. I think he's just English. Okay. I've, yeah, I've definitely seen him do Irish. In fact, I see him do a lot of accent work. I don't know what he sounds I like. I think he'd be great in this. Yeah, yeah I like works. that one. Yeah, that one works for me. Do you want to do Capone or Elliot? Let's do Capone first. Um, mine. I'll start with mine because it's it's uninspired, but it's James Gandolfini. Me too. Okay. Bring him back to life. It's James Gandolfini. That's um, that's Sopranos too, right? Yeah. Tony Soprano. He's Tony yeah, that Soprano. makes sense to me. I thought about that. I, I did think about just diving into the Sopranos cast, but I didn't and really. And weight-wise, like, if you yeah. look at picture, yeah. picture, like, he looks way more like Al Capone than mm-hmm. Robert De Niro does. Also, sure. to the point we brought up earlier, as much as everybody well, likes Robert De Niro... It's too De Niro. It is I think it would have been better Gandolfini or a lesser, a, a, but, not as big of a star. I get it. We all get it. I got something for you. In 19, what is this? 89? No, 87 for sure. Yeah. You want to see maybe yeah. a bit. Oh, cool. you can't miss. De Niro did like a, some, some makeup and yeah, I don't know. You they like padded up it. a suit. I'm going to need silk underwear. Hear me out. Uh, I'm taking this mostly from his work in Unleashed. Bob Hoskins, he plays like a mob boss in that. Let me see a picture of Bob Hoskins. I got to show this because immediately. I got the perfect one for you, too. I, I tripled this down. This is a casting what if. Look at this picture right there of Bob Hoskins. Oh, wow. And then look at young Bob Hoskins. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now look at Al Capone. 
I really only know Bob Hoskins. That's a pretty good lookalike. Oh, that's honestly. not bad. And he's a great actor. Okay, yeah, it looks wise. It works. I like Bob Hoskins, the actor. I've never heard him do an American accent, so I can't think of his accent. I'm sure he could really, maybe but. do it. Did anybody just because of Casino and just because Joe Pesci's crazy? Think, yeah, but, give him a baseball bat. Let him, let him I wanted Joe Pesci in here ah, somewhere. You it just didn't work. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. He's it not, didn't work. No, it didn't work. Capone. He could maybe be. He could maybe be nitty or just like another, just like crew crazy or like the um, the lieutenant at the at the police station, like the other old. I, I just wanted him for the baseball bat scene. Oh, actually, you might be able to use him for a dirty cop like that. That actually might not be bad. Uh, let's move on to Elliot Ness. Um, okay. Top of the order. I was actually. I was a little confused about this. I was gonna do like stylistic old timey ones. I was even gonna maybe throw in Michael Keaton, but it just looks wise wasn't right. I did a modern re- reimagining. Ethan Hawke would kill this. I like it, dude. I like Ethan Hawke. I feel like they have sometimes similar performances. I think Ethan Hawke is a way better actor than Kevin Costner. Um, no diss to Kevin Costner, but. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> or no distance. I Jordan. want a young Ethan Hawks. Young Ethan Hawk. Many of the characters he played were very green. I quoted in earlier Kevin Costner movies and vice versa that Bruce Willis and them could play the same role in everything. Hmm. I take that back here. I don't think this would be a good Bruce Willis. Role. I don't think so either. But I think it'd be a great Scott Bakula role. <laughs> okay. And I'm not you, even you, kidding. You know he what, never though? got his chance. The all American boy who's a little bit annoying in his purity. Elliot Ness, Scott Bakula. I'm actually going to agree with we you We missed once. an opportunity there. I think sometimes you're forcing Scott Bakula into roles, but this one, yeah, I think you're dead on, actually. I think you could do it. I feel great about that one. I, I feel I, like coming, like, I feel bad coming after you now. No, that's fine. Sorry, my bad. It's Scott Bakula. <laughs> no, like, go off, go off. <laughs> that's it. I just think go this off, is the queen. perfect role for him. This is essentially... Um, Scott, or Sam Beckett? Sam Beckett, yeah. Yeah, fucking Do nerd. good or two. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah. Uh, let's go do some good. It's like, Jesus, take a drink, settle down, take the bribe. Uh, you can just, take the bribe. such a short answer compared to that amazing, like... Oh, I thought you guys would hate it. I'm fine with it. I should have let you go after me. Mine, I just did Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom Hanks is great. He'd be good in this. I thought about it. I went through all the major kind of just stars of the time. Well, what do you think about Michael Keaton? Because that crossed my mind for a second. But looks-wise, he's, he's too un- unintimidated. I don't, know, like, I don't know. It's not do you a hear something figure. weird? Or not weird. This is what I feel about Michael Keaton. About Batman, I'm saying. but I think Michael Keaton does dramatic work well. But the fact that I know he was Beetlejuice and can let shit fly, that's all I want to see him. Let it fly. I'd rather see him as Joker than Batman. Hear me out. Could he be the Sean Connery character? Take accent stuff aside. If he was just like an American beat cop. Yeah, now he could. I could actually see that. Gruff or older him now. I did think Michael Caine. But it's like he's a little too bubbly. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's funny. He, like, he needs to be a little gruffer. Brendan Gleeson. Could you see Brendan Gleeson in there? He has the accent. He's kind of gruffer, shorter. I actually really like my Brendan Gleeson. The more I'm thinking about this, that works great for me. I like him as an actor. It's in Bruges. It's under. his character from In Bruges. Um, if you consider that a gangster film, it's not. It's, it's a great movie though. Casting what ifs. Okay, this one's odd. I, I'm I'm shocked that you as well thought this for Capone. Had Robert De Niro turned down the role, they were going to give it to Bob Hoskins. Again, lookalike-wise, I think that's pretty spot on. He's a great actor. Don't know the accent To work. the point where director De Palma met with Hoskins, and they had a meeting, but then Robert De Niro eventually did take it. But because of the contract that Bob Hoskins has, for the meeting, he got $20,000 still. $20,000. Re- Are yeah. you serious? Mm-hmm. Um, casting what ifs... Um, De Palma initially wanted Don Johnson from Miami Vice to play 
the Elliot Ness role. Well, funny enough, there's also another kind of unverified with that. Giorgio Armani said that he was his inspiration for the suits on this because he looks so good in him on um, Miami Vice. I just didn't grow up in a time to respect Don Johnson. And at this time, it seems like people did. Well, especially Ar- Ar- Armani, for some for some reason, he was like his his muse. He said for this while doing the costume design, so he was a little bummed that he didn't actually take the role. But on top of that, he's also friends with um, Kevin Costner, and he actually didn't tell him until years later that he was offered the role because he didn't want to give him any hurt feelings about you know kind of a bigger movie for him. Uh, then they later starred together in Tin Cup, and then uh, Mickey Rourke turned down the role as well. That one seems weird to me. I also read that Mickey Rourke was a big actor, dramatic his life kind of went spiral. I think he was, you know, an addict. A few more on that. Uh, for the role of Malone, they reached out to Jeff Bridges. We didn't mention him, but that could maybe work. Okay, but so they also, I was they, wondering they, that. They did reach out to Gene Hackman as well, so that could have been a possibility. So he he didn't have... I, I didn't know if Malone was a real person or not, or mm-hmm. an amalgamation of people. So mm-hmm. was he? I don't know. I didn't look it up. That's not the type of podcast I like to run. <laughs> so... Um. Two stars! <laughs> Uh, another one here. Uh, Mel Gibson was actually up in the running for this, but he turned it down and did Lethal Weapon that year instead. Honestly, Mel Gibson would have been fine. I mean, I, I, I don't think that there's many leading men of that time that couldn't have done the Elliot Ness role. Right. I agree. I there's, mean, there's to, to be honest. And there's probably a lot that would have done it better than Kevin Costner. But we like Kevin Costner. I like Kevin Costner movies. Is this a strong? I don't like Kevin Costner himself. No, I don't dislike him. I just, I mean, what can I say? He made, he's made good movies that I like, you know? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Do I think he could play Abraham Lincoln accurately? No. Not but, saying he can. But would we watch it? Maybe. It'd be, be an entertaining movie if it was made before 1993. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, should we move on to the Holy Trinity? Sure. Uh, for first-time listeners, the Holy Trinity is where we put a character actor in the movie, three of them in this case, Trinity. Uh, our list is Nicolas Cage, Keanu Reeves, and Brendan Fraser. This one's kind of tough, actually. Um, Let's go Keanu. Where are, we, where are we going? Where are we putting Keanu? I think he's the lead, just because it is a little bit of a quieter kind of role, uh, somewhat. That- he's Police Academy Stone for me. Ooh. Oh. Actually, that might be a... Yeah, that I like that better he's than what I was doing. Sitsy? What's that character's name? Nitty? Nitty. He's nitty for me, and here's why. As much as I love Keanu Reeves... This is nitty, B. Well, nitty is a very nonverbal role, and I love Keanu Reeves. If you listen to this podcast, you obviously know we love Keanu Reeves, but his voice does not work in period pieces. That's true. So the less talking, the better. Guns. Yeah. <laughs> Did he squeal like a... I can't. You know. <laughs> he squealed. He squealed, he squealed like, like a, a sound. sounds. <laughs> yeah, so... I just can't give him more lines in 1930s Chicago. So <laughs> that's, that's why I'm putting him in as Nitty. Okay. Uh, I, but wait, sorry, where, where did you put him? He you, put him as Stone, the young cop. Of course, put him yeah. As Stone, yeah. That yeah that'd be cool. I can just see him in like a also, Stone uh, isn't a very sweatsuit jumper. I can see that too. Not a very talky role either. I believe we did see him in the sweats, and it's the top, it's the start of um, Point Break. He's he's doing that. He's in the sweats. He's in the he's rain. In the sweatsuit. Yeah. So yeah, the, it would be one of those roles. I agree with that, but in my head, Nitty. Cameron, you said Elliot Ness? I'm all over the place. I actually like both of yours better than mine, though, so just, fuck it. Let's, let's go. move on to uh, Brandon Let's do some good. The, the bloom and onion, gold bloom and onion. This he, one's hard. He he could be nest for me too, man. Jeff Goldblum. He's got too many picadillos and mannerisms to be nest. We can't we can't watch that. 
for as he's, the lead. Okay, he's he's Robert De Niro. He's he he's Capone. That'd be fine. Just fuck it. Yeah, he, we obviously know he doesn't look like him. No, no, don't do that. Well, he's, what about um, him as um, uh, Wallace? Mm, no. Maybe actually no. I, actually, I can kind of see him as Wallace. Like he can play accountant. a little more nerdy yeah. accountant. The only th- the kind of drawback is he's, he's a little. Tall. He's, he's little, tall. Well, he's a little too good looking. Is the is the problem with that? That's true. He's sexy. He's, he's, he's the opposite of Rick Moranis. The, yeah, that is a so problem. So you agree that it is a Rick Moranis type? <laughs> Stop. Hey, I just I didn't get that type of love when I said it. It was in my head. Yeah, it was, it was in, in my, head. my. See, the difference is it was in my heart, and I put it in my notes because <laughs> I wanted to see Rick no, Moranis. It's in my notes app. Um, yeah, it's in my. I don't delete it. I'll look there ten years from now. Um, okay, so tough. Brandon, I, go, let's go around the horn here. Brent, I put him as Ness. I don't know. I'm putting him as Oscar Wallace. I'm putting him as. Wait, who are we Wallace. Talking about? Oh yeah, Wallace. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, Brandon Fraser. Let's bring it around to Fraser. I think with some prosthetics and some masking, he's. Capone, dude. I agree. He's Al Capone. I that could actually why. work for me. The only if he wasn't so brawn, he could he could almost be a Wallace for me. Just actually, we may not thing. need any makeup. Yeah, he's we put on some pounds now. Do he's a little? And I'm not to pound shame. Okay, hold up. Is he is he too good looking, too leading man to be the Wallace guy? Because he plays the kooky like whoa, every man sometimes. It's too but big. It is a little too muscular. He's a little too good looking. How Same come nobody with, uh, said? Uh, I I think he could be Elliot S. I mean, he uh, yeah, he could be. He was in the Mummy for Christ's sake. He's more yeah, of know, a, he's more of an Elliot Ness than maybe um, than a Wallace for sure. No, he's too big to be Wallace, too broad. Yeah, exactly. And nobody thinks he's an accountant. Capone's honestly maybe an interesting. I, I thought of Capone either. Hear me out, and this okay. is actually perfect now. Just that guy that gets shot up as a sailor like four times. He's a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a sailor. Uh, I'll, I'll, give it, that. I'll give it to Jordan. In any way one. he wants to die. Let's move on to Mount Rushmore, top four. So Mount Rushmore top four this week, we're all going to collectively go through and list the top four gangster movies. We're going to kind of bring our own and then debate the final one. Mark, what is your favorite gangster movie? My favorite gangster movie is The Godfather. Do you separate one or two? Are you saying the series or you have a particular favorite? I feel like you guys don't have... Uh, the Godfather on your your top one, so I'm just gonna say all encompassing The Godfather. I think Part Two is my favorite, but I do like. Pretty I sure like the one. world likes Part Two, from what I understand. I'm weird. I like Part One better. Okay, the I world don't know why. You. It's like Back to the Future. I like One, yeah. Two, Three. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, that's the quintessential. It's it. Quintessential. Yeah. It's gonna start off. I heard. I had heard that. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Did mafia people act like that, or? Did they start acting like that because that movie depicted it? And they're like, oh, we'll do that. <laughs> I had heard that they're like, oh, that seems cool. That looks great. We're I don't know how they to got. smoke cigars and kill people? I don't know when the tracksuit got into it, the leisure tracksuit in off days. I don't know when that became a thing, but. Uh. Um, I thought about doing Untouchables for mine, but I'm actually going to do Goodfellas. I mean, we've already pretty much talked about it, that there's similarities and we kind of just like this one better. But Ray Liotta, I mean, Patch, it's, you know, Goodfellas. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Goodfellas is is my favorite, so I'll agree with that. So I'm gonna for mine. I can't I can't I can't disagree with that. Like yours, I love. So Th- those are both easily on on the Mount Rushmore. Those are like one, two, three, and four. Like it's just them repeated. So th- this may be unpopular, but one of my favorite underrated monster movies that I would put on it, and I know it's not on everybody's list is Road to Perdition. I think it's a good movie. I will say um, there are things I actually really okay, yeah. 
There are I things I really there are Hanks. things I really like about it. It has like a good haunting score. Tom Hanks. There's a lot of good things about this. It has the look. It has the Tommy gun. It actually does have the story where a lot it's of a those are story. lacking. It's, it's a little slow for it, some that people. That is the but problem. I it's like it. slow, but that is a gangster movie. It's kind definitely of. a mobster movie, not a mafia movie. But that mm-hmm. that's mine. I think it's underappreciated, and I would put it. We should have like t- uh, top four, top five movies with the uh, Tommy guns. Ooh, Ooh that I love it. Well, Dick yeah. Tracy's got to go yeah, on Dick there right away. Um. For, so we have to debate this number four. Is it Untouchables? I mean, is there anything else that you would maybe put ahead of that in there? I mean, honestly, my top would probably be um, like Goodfellas, Untouchables, Godfather, Casinos. Probably. Untouchables comes before Casinos up there. Uh, the Irishman. It's, I haven't it's seen a new it one, but it, I mean, it, it is amazing. I still haven't some seen people it. People will put it on there. You want to know another underrated one? God, I, nobody will agree with me, but A Bronx Tale. It's great. It's it's kind of got you know. Oh, uh, earlier you said. Uh, uh, motherless uh, Brooklyn. That's a new one that's not bad. I actually watched it. Edward Norton directed it. That out of the, it's set in the fifties in New York, so it's or American 50s. Gangster. American Gangster is underrated. Uh, Denzel Washington for sure. We did bring up Tom Hardy's Capone. No one's seen it. It's a twenty twenty thing. Um, but I mean that's a gangster movie. What's definitely not on the list is going to be Public Enemies. There's a list. It's very forgettable, but it is well, that one that you brought up great. the Gosling one. Gangster Squad. Oh, Gangster, Gangster Squad. Squad. Gangster Squad is a terrible movie. Uh, that's an on our honorable mention. What do you think about like? Okay, so I think there's like the American Italian ones and the mobster ones, like Mafia and Mobster. What do you think about like British ones, like Snatch, Stockbox, whatever? Two smoking stills. Do you think those count? It's like its own thing, right? There's there's crime movies that aren't this this genre. Well, they they get Boondock about. Saints. Like, yeah. There's... So just because organized there's, crime, like just that's, because there's organized crime, isn't what we're talking. We're about. talking like, hey, actually, Al Capone mobster movies. We're kind of a little more yeah, than that. Yeah, or forget about. Like it. even like Black Mass to Johnny Depp. That's more. That's more <laughs> we're like talking about forget about. It's either forget about it or like let me see our time again. Well, well, even some of these, some of these we are getting into like seventies, eighties kind of things like Casino, like Black Mass to yeah, Johnny Depp. Yeah, but I like, would still consider that uh, the mafia Black, organization. I, I would kind of agree. Well, well, I've the, never seen Black Mass. Well, so. I threw this up there, but The Departed. We're not counting that though. That's very much the same. Actually, that is being told from the cops' perspective instead no, of the mobsters. Like kind of. Black Mass, no. Departed, no. It's Goodfellas, and it's and it's uh, it's Godfather. Yeah, and then it's everything else to me. I would kind of agree. I with still that feel that way. Those two are just they separate themselves so much. All right, well that's our list. Thanks for listening to the episode. Um, if you liked what you hear, please leave a kind review and share. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our social medias: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Cold Classics Pod. Uh, also, you can write in any movie request or Holy Trinity request at cultclassicpodcast at gmail.com. Bye. 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 Bye.